did you miss me? Because I missed you. Why did that sound like a sexy voice? That's, I was not trying to come on to you. Um, I am a beer and a half in though. As always, welcome to Pinot and Perfume. I'm your host, Sarah Chacon. I have the house to myself tonight. Um, so quick update. The reason, this is all going to be all over the place. Sorry, guys. As I mentioned, I'm a beer and a half in and I'm drinking stouts, guys. So th this might be one you have to skip. I'm just going to say it. Um, no. So last weekend, there wasn't a new episode because I went to go visit my sister and her family. Don't at me. They no longer have coronavirus. I asked. Um, they had it earlier. They caught it at the end of June, but they are now corona free. There was no rogue coughing. There was no rogue sneezing except for me because my allergies were flaring up. But that's nothing new. Um, so, yeah, I just had some really good family time, some good girl time with my sister Got some pool time, the only time I've been in a body of water this summer, uh, because I live life on the edge like that. It's not that I hate water, it's just that, well, we don't own a pool um, in our house, because I didn't want one, um, because my sister, all the stuff that she's gone through with her pool, it's just a lot of upkeep, and it's a lot of expense. So it's like, I'm sure your water bill's through the roof, because you got to fill that son of a bitch up. You've got to spend money to like, clean it. Um, my sister's pool liner, they had to get replaced. And that was a couple thousand dollars. It was just like a whole thing. And to me, I would rather, if I need to go swimming in a pool that much, I would just go to the one, of, one of the hotel pools around here, but not lately because of Corona. So anyway, um, and I like a spring during this time of the year because the beach is usually kind of warm. It feels like bath water. And I actually go into the water to cool off. Um, so springs are good, but again, with Corona, they're open, but with operating at half capacity or, you know, whatever the capacity that they're legally operated to, uh, legally required to operate at now, it's like, you've got to get there like at five o'clock in the morning. That's an exaggeration, but you got to get there hella early because they fill up so fast. And the closest one to my house is Wakaiba Springs. It's like a, maybe a five minute drive. And that one is so popular because it's beautiful and there's a lot of stuff to do. But if you're not in there, like by the time the sun rises, then you probably aren't going to get any time for the rest of the day. It's a whole thing. And I hate the, I don't hate the beach, but I don't, A, I don't like the bath. It feels like bath water this time of year. And B, if I'm going to go to the beach, I want to have a hotel room or an Airbnb on the beach because it's such a pain in the ass. You're like, I'm going to have a beach day. And then you got to pack up all of your shit, your towels, your umbrella, you know, your cover-ups, your, your 50 bottles of sunscreen like I have, your sunglasses, any hats, any accessories, your some drinkies, some food if you don't want to go eat somewhere, if you want to keep your spot. Um, it's like a whole thing and it's super annoying. And then like, I feel like I'm get there. I can never fully relax because I'm so worried about getting sunburned because I am Casper. I'm like Casper, the friendly ghost. I mean, I'm less like Casper than I was in the past because I have freckles. So that kind of looks like a tan from a distance. But every time I go to the beach, every single time I get sunburned, no matter how many times I reapply. I do think the sunscreen I was using before might have lost some of its potency, but it was kind of bougie, so I wanted to use it up. It was the Super Goop um, sunscreen oil, but I'd had it for like a few years. So I think it leaves up its potency, and that's why I was getting burned. Stuff I have now is good, but still, it's just like, I feel like there have been times where I've set timers to reapply, 
no lie. It's just not, it's not fun. I feel like if I'm on an, like if I'm at a hotel on the beach or Airbnb, I don't have to worry about parking. I don't have to get there hella early to make sure that I get a good parking spot. I don't have to worry about paying for parking. I don't have to worry about fighting for um, space or worrying about social distancing because usually they have private beach accesses access. Um, it's, and I don't have to take a million and one things down with me. And so I'm more relaxed and I can actually enjoy being on the beach. So that was my rant. Anyway, the only body of water I was in was at my sister's pool. It was very nice. We were there all day. Didn't get burned. Turned into all night. Turned into, you know, drinks all day. Drinks on drinks. I didn't really get drunk though. I think I paced myself very well and ate you know, snacks, snacks on snacks, like a motherfucker. Um, also <laughs> smoked a little, smoked some herb. I don't know if I should be admitting that on this podcast. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is separate from my day job. So when I don't mention my day job on here, um, yeah, so it was fun. It was nice and relaxing a good weekend away. My only time I used vacation this year was one day was Friday last Friday. So I could drive up to Tallahassee where my sister lives. Um, yeah. So it was, it was nice. I was treating it like I was going to friggin' the Amalfi coast, you know, like it was just, it was my quote unquote vacation, but it was nice to get away. Um, so I did not have a, um, a new episode, but last week, so I'm back this week. I have, I have fallen down the YouTube rabbit hole of perfume YouTubers, which I'm not complaining about because for a while, the only YouTuber I was, perfume YouTuber I was watching was Jeremy Fragrance. And that was just because he would always pop up the most, which makes sense because he's like a huge fragrance reviewer and he's not bad. Like I don't have anything against Jeremy Fragrance, but you know, I like variety. I like different uh, watch different types of YouTubers with different personalities. So I wanted somebody a little bit fresh. So I mentioned a few others in past episodes that I discovered. I just discovered a new one. Um, she's in Florida. I don't know. I, she says she lives like southwestern Florida on the Gulf of Mexico. So if I had to guess, it might be like Sarasota, Bradenton, Fort Walton, somewhere around, not Fort Walton, Fort Myers, like somewhere around there, Naples, something like that. Um so she's a, she's a Florida girl. I want to see if I can get on the podcast at some point. I haven't reached out yet, but I want to. But her um, channel is called Bougie, Bougie Fragrance. Bougie, Bougie, Bougie Fragrance. Why can I not pronounce that word? Bougie Fragrance. Um, Bougie spelled B-O-J. B-O-U-J-E. Actually, you know what? Let me look this up real quick before I some fucking it all up. Hold on. Stand by, please, while my internet loads so slowly. Yeah, B-O-U-J-E-E -E fragrance. And it's a woman named Dawn. Her husband, who is behind the camera, whose nickname is Photography Guy. Um, her perfume wall, like her studio where she records in her house, is my ultimate goal because she has a display behind it. It's like a wall with shelving units filled with perfume. It is gorgeous. Like she has bottles of all kinds. She does a lot of... Um, her, her style so far is like mainly unboxings. She does a, do a perfume collection and she's doing giveaways all the time. But a lot of it is unboxing boxing and first impressions. And then in the description bar, she always um, po posts her final thoughts like after she's worn it to work. 
that's always seems to be like her test thing, which it was mine too. When I, um, before, you know, COVID hit, I guess she's still going into the office. Um, but yeah, but it's just, you, I can tell that she loves fragrances. I'm jealous that she gets to do all these hauls. Um, I want her secret on how she got her husband on board, uh, because don't, my husband puts up with it. He doesn't get it, which is fine because I don't get his gun thing either. So it's like we're both equal with that. But he's always like, you have too much perfume. Don't buy anymore. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I still do. Um, but, you know, it's and it's not a huge point of contention because it's like, you know, we're still paying our bills and stuff. It's not like, you know, and we're still saving. So it's not like it's interfering with anything. But I guess he just doesn't understand, like, why I want to buy more when I have, like, 30 fragrances. I get it. You know, I mean he buys like a shit ton of ammo. Granted, there's an ammo shortage right now, but I'm like, and like gun parts to build his little, to add on to his pistol. You know, I don't question it, whatever. But I want to know her secret and how she gets her husband on board. Um, I want, she gave me an open invitation. She doesn't, I don't think she knows it's me. I mean, I, I don't mention the podcast a lot in real life. It's because I don't want to come off like I'm always selling myself. Because sometimes that's just kind of sleazy. Um, you know, I want people to find it naturally or, or like word of mouth. That's always great. I, I feel very uncomfortable being like, I have a podcast, you know, so I usually don't drop that in conversation and on YouTube, I'm still under my maiden name. So not even, I'm not even Sarah Chacon. So she didn't know it was me. Um, she is following me on, um, Instagram cause I started following her, but again, it's, you know, I'm snappy scrub on Instagram. My maiden name's on, um, on YouTube. So it's, you know, it's disjointed. Um, but she said that I could come over. She's, there's an open invitation to come over to her house and play with their perfume fragrances, which I thought was super sweet. Cause I'm pretty much a stranger. Um, I, if, if I'm able to get on the podcast and we start up like a little perfume friendship, um, then, Oh hell yeah. I want to, I, I want to go to her house to play. I will bring her food. Um, I will feed her and photography guy. I, um, will, will buy a fragrance on, she's a big on fragrance net and fragrance X as am I, I, you know, I, I, I will do all the things. So yeah, if you're listening, bougie fragrance, Dawn, um, I want to take you up on that offer and I want, I do plan on reaching out to you on DMing you at some point to see if you want to get on the podcast, no pressure, but I think it would be good because I am super excited to pick your brain about like why you got into fragrance and how many bottles you have in your collection, favorite fragrances, all of that. So with that little intro, I think it's time to get into scent of the week. So my scent of the week is a recent purchase. I was doing so good this year about per purchasing perfume and I don't know, the past month or so, I just went, not, I went crazy. Um, let's be clear though, the perfume, well, so this particular scent, two of the perfumes I bought, because I'd had my eye on them from year, for years, I had sampled them before, um, they will be future scents of the week, um, I wanted them, so I finally pulled the trigger. This one I had also been eyeing for years, but this was a blind buy, which I'm trying not to do a lot of, but, um, I love the original that this is a, a flanker of so much that I felt comfortable buying it. And it was also on FragranceNet for like $39. So, you know, why not? And it is Shalimar Souffle de Lumiere or Lumiere. 
It's either Lumiere or Lumiere. I'm trying to get better with the French pronunciations. So this old girl has, let's see what she has. Um, well, first of all, on Fragrantica, she has, uh, her rating is 4.25 out of 5 um, with 208 vo votes. So, so she's got a really high rating. Um, it was launched in 2018. The nose behind the fragrance is Terry Wasser. Um, he is a nose behind, I think he's, I read somewhere that he's Guerlain's like main perfumer now. So I guess he's the nose behind all the fragrances now. Um, but he definitely did the souffle line, which I have been pronouncing it wrong. Uh, apparently it's souffle, not souffle. Um, the first hint I got of that is there's no like accent over the E. And souffle de lumiere translates to breath of light. So souffle in this case is not re referring to a dessert but to the act of breathing, a breath. Um, so the top note is Calabrian bergamot, middle notes are Italian jasmine and lang lang, base notes are white musk, vanilla, and benzoin. I was still kinda, I was kinda concerned about blind buying this cause you never know, but I felt comfortable blind buying it, A, because of the price, and B, because I have the original souffle eau de parfum and I love it. I mean, I just love it cause it's just, the perfect blend of light, airy, sweet, a little creamy. It just makes me happy. It's such a good scent. And this is no exception. I love this as well. The difference between this and the original souffle to me when I smell it is that that citrusy sweetness, which on when I first got the souffle eau de parfum, that citrusy sweetness almost gave it to me kind of like a cotton candy. Um, note not there's no cotton candy notes in it but and it's not super cloying or anything like that but it just had that sweet that to me that was the first note that came to my mind was like oh this is like cotton candy-ish um that part of this fragrance is toned down just a notch here it's more of kind of like you still get it but it's kind of more of a background it fades into the background after a few minutes and then the white musk and vanilla just goes to the forefront um and that's the star in this fragrance and it's so good. It's a great fragrance if you tried the Souffle EDP and you've tried the Souffle Intense, which I also just recently blind bought, FY. Um, the Souffle Intense, and though you liked them, but maybe they were a little bit too much for you. Um, this is a, I think you might like this one because it's not um, the projection, it's not a projection monster. So if that's something you're into, this wouldn't work for that. It sits close to the skin, but it's just the overall smell of it is just light and airy. And the musk kind of gives it a clean laundry type of vibe. I mean, it doesn't smell like gain or anything, but it just smells clean. Like I, I got the clean laundry vibe when I reapplied it in the evening. Like I had washed my face. I was in my pajamas, reapplied it, and I was just sniffing it because I could smell it. And it just smelled so good. It was so relaxing. And it just had like that clean, fresh light sense about it. So that is what I like about it. Um, I 100% love this fragrance. Would I repurchase after I'm done? Um, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I like the Souffle line. I mean, in full disclosure, I bought, I had this, I had the Souffle EDP. I bought Souffle de Lumiere. And then like the next week, not meaning to, but again, fragrance that gets me with those deals, yo. Um, I got the Souffle Intense for like 39 35 39 bucks. And then I recently just got the Souffle d'Orange. 
I don't know if that pronounced that right, but that's their, it's a souffle DNA, but it's more of like an orange blossom mandarin, which I just got a uh, fragrance with that just got delivered today. So I already sniffed it. Um, but that you have to wait till I review it for the podcast. So I, I, I've learned that I've loved this line and I so much that I wanted to own all of the flankers, which is weird because the souffle EDP, EDP is a flanker of the Shalimar original, um, which is weird because usually I don't like, if I like a fragrance, I don't feel the need to get flankers of it. For instance, I have been wearing uh, Very Irresistible by Givenchy for years. Like I love it. It's such a good floral, sweet, not not super sweet, but just like a flight floral, just a hap another happy floral fragrance. And they have several flankers of it. I don't feel the need to get any of those because I love the original so much. Same with Clinique Happy. I mean, I don't have Clinique Happy now. You know, I don't, I don't own any Clinique Happy. But back in the day, you know, my 20s, I did own a bottle of Clinique Happy. And the flankers came out and they'd smell fine, but I just didn't feel the need to get them because I just, I was fine with Clinique Happy. But for whatever reason, I love Shalimar Souffle so much that I want to own all iterations of the scent. I can't explain it. It's so weird. Like I want to know, I wanted to know what this Lumiere smells like because I have been looking at this for years and just never pulled the trigger because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like it or if it's going to be too similar to the Souffle. And it is similar because, I mean, hello, it's a flanker of a flanker. It's got that same DNA, but it's just enough of a difference to where it's its own fragrance. And same for Intense and same for Dornier. Um, So I love it. I didn't think about this. I was talking to my friend Jenna, who uh, I did a podcast, uh, this podcast earlier. Was it this year? I think it was. Look it up. Um, she said it's nice to have a signature scent. And I didn't think I would ever have a signature scent because I just have a, I own a variety of perfumes. And I always thought a signature scent was like if you wore the same perfume every day and you didn't really vary it that much. But I guess this would be my signature scent because I own now all variations of it and I love it. Um, I have one for pretty much each each season. So I guess I could say the Souffle is my, my new signature fragrance. So where, how much is it going for? I've already kind of alluded to it, but let's just, let's just see. So on fragrance.net, fragrance.net.com, you can get it for $39.74, which is what got me. Again, there's always a coupon, an extra coupon code for like 20, extra 25% off, extra 30% off. Um, yeah, all you have to do is like put in your phone or your email if you want to do that. Otherwise, it's $52.99. Still not bad. The It only comes in a 1.6 ounce Eau de Parfum spray. I've only seen this. I think it's been discontinued. So I've only seen this on like Amazon and like the discounter uh, perfume fragrance, uh, fragrance stores. So that's where it is on FragranceNet. FragranceX has it also for $39.95. Um, so you have spots to get it at a not bad price. So if you're like me and you liked Souffle, the original Souffle, or you liked it okay, but you, it was too much for you, but you were curious about this one, I'd say it's a safe blind buy. Again, this one's much lighter than Souffle, definitely much lighter than Souffle Entente. Uh, look at me trying to be, be French with my pronunciations. So it's it smells definitely lighter and cleaner. If the scent was cloying to you on the original and the intense version, um, that takes a back seat here. And it's just that nice white musk. So definitely recommend such a beautiful scent. If you have any um, experiences with this scent or the souffle line in general, 
I would be very welcome to hear what you think of it. All righty then. So fragrance in the news. I got two articles for you. As always, article links to the articles as well as links to the scents I talk about, where you can buy it, all that's going to be in the show notes. There were so Anchor is very weird. I tried to hyperlink for a couple of the past episodes because I thought, you know, just looks cleaner since apparently the, you know, doing the line break in HTML didn't really work. But on desktop, if you go to the show notes on the desktop website, they work fine. But for whatever reason, in mobile, it doesn't. So I just went back to linking the actual website addresses, not hyperlinked. So all that to say is if you went, if you're listening to it on your mobile and you went back a couple episodes and it just looked like I just listed everything and didn't list the actual link. It was just like the names of the article and stuff. They're hyperlinked, just didn't work on mobile. So keep that in mind. All right. So the first article is from British Vogue and uh, the name intrigued me or the title intrigued me. Um, It's called How the Humble Perfume Became a Lockdown Savior. And basically it talks about um, obviously lockdown, you know, 2020 has just been a shit year for all of us. Not even, not only, you know, has it been like global pandemic, threats of getting sick, we can't go anywhere because things are shut down or semi shut down, or it's just a pain in the ass to go anywhere. You've got things like social injustice. You've got things like, you know, freaking Kobe Bryant died at the beginning of this year. Do we even remember, remember that? You know, like it's just one shit show after another. So, um, apparently the scent really had a, is really having a moment because nobody can go anywhere, but with scent, you can kind of travel. So we've talked about it before, how fragrance can kind of trigger memories of a certain person or a certain place. If you bought a fragrance while on vacation um, and you spray that fragrance now, it may take you back to that vacation. If your mom wore a particular fragrance, every time you smell that fragrance, you think of your mom. So this article just kind of talks about that, about um, the link between our brains and memory the link between fragrance and memory in our brains. Um, And usually that whole transporting away or bringing back memory only works if you smell, if you linked a place to a fragrance. So if I bought, you know, Mon Guerlain, I don't immediately get whisked to Paris when I smell Mon Guerlain because even though it's a French perfume, I didn't buy it. I don't have any connections to Paris for me. I just bought it. Whereas my Anit Goutal Rose Pompon Eau de Toilette, which I found out I was pronouncing that name wrong. It's, I've been pronouncing it Anit Goutal. Sorry, it's Anit Goutal. Every time I smell that, I think of my vacation in Paris because that's where I bought it. Um, dealing with the, going to the boutique, dealing with the snooty salespeople. It was a whole, I loved every minute of it. That sounds weird, but you know, I I, I know I'm, in, I'm American and I know I'm in Paris and I Parisians are not known for being the nicest to American tourists. I knew that going into it. I didn't care. So yeah. So if, but if I were to buy, yeah. So, so that's how they were talking about it, but they started, then they, you know, they mentioned that they mentioned how it only works if you have a prior association, but then they mentioned a whole bunch of perfumes that can transport you to 
um, a place that you can't go on vacation right now. So I guess it starts with uh, shilling some new fragrances for Cartier. Um, they have something called the Les Epures collection. Um, they've got Pure Mouguette, has Lily of the Valley. Pure Magnolia has Magnolia. Uh, pure Kinkan has, uh, is a purest form of citrus. Um, they're supposed to highlight the primal pleasure of nature. Um, and then there's also other, they go into like other perfume brands. They talk about Lowe's Ibiza scent, which is coconut and patchouli. And it's, you know, as supposed to conjure it summers on Ibiza. Um, Floral Streets, Arizona Bloom, which was inspired by desert landscapes and contains Madagascan black pepper and dry floral amber. And they also mention Atelier Cologne's Clementine, California, which is uh, citrusy and sunny and can transport you to their West Coast. And then listen list off a few other fragrances as well. So kind of interesting. I'm always interested in, even though it doesn't really say anything new, I'm always interested in reading articles about scent and memory and how it just, how it, I feel like scent is probably the strongest form of memory because I have memories from that don't center around scent, obviously, but it seems like this, the ones that do, I can recall, it's like a, a very clear photograph. Like I never, I can recall the scene the scene because I don't recall the rest of the night. But when I first smelled Escada's Rock in Rio, I was at my friend Monica's apartment. I think, no, I think it might have been her house. Yeah, no, it was a house that she was renting with a roommate, Hope. Um, we were getting ready to go line dancing because that's what we did back then. We did country line dancing. This was like in my 20s. So like 23, 24, somewhere like that, 25. And she, it was like a smaller bottle of like the old design, which looked like a heart. And it was the pink and yellow ombre. And she, I remember she sprayed it and I was like, Ooh, and she's like, it smells good. Right. And so of course I wore it that night. And that's all I always remember that exchange and wearing it that night and then buying a bottle of my own and wearing it. Like, I felt like I always wore it around her. I wore that perfume a lot back then. Um, and I, you know, I used it up and then I heard that discontinued it. But I found a different, I guess they didn't because I found a newer bottle. I bought a, the big bottle at Amazon. But anyway, every time I smell that, and even tell me when I call it, I don't have to smell it. I always think of that exchange, just like super clear detail. Just like the Anique Goutal, Rose Pompon. I remember walking into the boutique and just the the dude that greeted me seemed like he wanted me out of there. Um, I tried on my broken friend. You know, I said bonjour, you know, as his custom and just smelled around, tried everything, felt very weird because it was a very small boutique and uh, he was watching me like a hawk. Um, but yeah, finally picked, I kind of, to be honest, I kind of just picked out Rose Pompon because I got very uncomfortable and I wanted to get something from there and I liked that the most. So I picked it out. Um, the lady checking out spoke English. Um, I got put on the middle list. She asked if I wanted like the body cream. I said no. And I walked out like, Suit that whole visit, I remember. So it's just very interesting to me. Um, again, link in the show notes if you want to read this article. The second article, oh, come on, pop-ups, is from Marie Claire. And it's called, This Perfume Has a History and is the Sexiest Scent I've Ever Worn. So this talks about a fragrance from the House of Kriegler. I've never heard of this house fragrance house before probably because it is super luxurious. Um, the scent in particular they talk about is called Lieber Gustav 14, which is $415. My purchasing power 
only extends to $200. So I'm not in the class of people that um, are in the know about fragrances that go over that amount. Um, I'm too poor to know. So <laughs> that's tongue in cheek. I've just never heard of this fragrance house before. Very interesting history apparently started when a German chemist uh, by the name of Albert Kriegler fell for the daughter of a French perfumer. He created a perfume to give to her. It turned into a whole fragrance line and a lot of uh, influential people um, have worn it. Um, John F. Kennedy has worn their uh, fragrances as has Grace Kelly. Uh, but this particular scent apparently was marketed to um, it was originally sold as a cologne, which typically clones are more marketed to men, but became unisex or it was marketed as unisex when Marlene Dietrich walked into the boutique and said that was her signature scent. It's got, it's a blend of leather and black tea with notes of geranium and lavender. And apparently Zelda Fitzgerald gifted it to her husband, Scott, while he was writing a book called Tinder is the Night. So a very rich history of this perfume house and in particular this fragrance. Um, but the writer, this is more of like a um, an op-ed, not an op-ed article, but can, yeah, it's from the writer's point of view about why she likes it so much. Um, it gives her super, a lot of confidence. Um, she said that the lavender kind of freshens up the deeper leather and tea so it's not overwhelming. Um, she says that it can be worn during the day or at night with any sort of outfit. Um, she says that it's very long lasting and that I guess you don't need a lot. So even though it's expensive, it will last you a long time. Um, and she thinks that alone, the feeling that it gives her, except, and she, this is my paraphrase, but it sounds like it makes her feel like a bad bitch and she is perfectly to her that makes the price worth it. I totally see that. Um, right now, the most expensive fragrance I own, one of the most expensive expensive fragrances I own is Tom Ford's Black Orchid. And that the size I got is retails for 120 bucks. And that's my big dick energy perfume. I feel like the baddest bitch when I wear that perfume. I'm gonna wear it tomorrow. I've got a I've got a um uh, my work, I've got a call with uh, a client that uh, we're working with. So I am going to wear that tomorrow because this client's not as a kind of pain in the ass. Um, so I'm going to give that to give me confidence to, to rock this presentation, to answer any questions they have. Like that's how it makes me feel. I feel like I can take on the world when I wear Tom Ford's Black Orchid. So I totally get what she says. I'm interested in the notes. I wonder if I could find a sample. My sample list is so long already, but... Um, that might be a, I might look and see if they have a sampler. Let's see. Pardon me while I Google. Let's see. Kriegler.com. Let's see what they have. Do they have sample? Oh, fuck yeah, they got samples. Um, Cookie policy, yes, accepted. Nope, stop giving pop-ups, okay. Exit out of that. Oh, their samples aren't bad. It's, uh, well, they're expensive for what it is. Like, let's not be, let's not kid ourselves. Two milliliter sample goes for like 25 bucks, 20 to 25 bucks. So, um, and five tester discoveries, 120. So I may have to wait on to sample that. But 
they have it. So at some point that might be worth, uh, worth sampling. And with that, that wraps up our fragrance in the news. All right, guys, that wraps up this week's episode. As always, thank you so much for listening. Um, the last episode that I did with Anne of Perfume Stories podcast on YouTube got a lot of love. So thank you for that. If you would like to connect with me online, the best uh, way to do so is on Instagram. I am at Snappy Scribe. If the spirit moves you, um, please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave a review or rating. Um, that just helps other people, you know, discover this podcast. And I'm would like to get free shit from brands. Not, not, I mean, don't feel guilty, but I mean, you know, if, if the spirit moves you, that's my ultimate goal. I mean, well, it'd be nice if I could, you know, wing this into a job at some point, but you know, whatever, baby steps. Anyway, um, thank you for listening. Let me know if you ha want me to review a particular fragrance. I'll do my best to get a sample of it. Let me know again what your experience has been with the Shalimar Souffle line. If you like it, you hate it, you're meh. Um, I want to hear it all. I hope, since this is coming out early, I hope that your weekend, you, ha and you have a lovely weekend. I hope that whatever you're doing, you are staying safe, you're having fun, but most importantly, you are smelling good. Bye. Pinot and Perfume is hosted and produced by yours truly, Sarah Chacon. Theme music is Around the Bend by Evan Schaefer.